Unchained Rock Show, All Talk with Steve Harrison. You're listening to the Unchained Rock Show with me, Steve Harrison, right here on ARFM. Uh, now, uh, my next guest uh, set to release their uh, second album on January uh, the 28th. Uh, and I've got to say, I have been most fortunate to have a preview copy for some time. Uh, and it's an absolute stunner, definitely, without a doubt. Uh, and I don't want to say this, and I don't say it lightly, an early contender for the old uh, A-O-T-Y, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, what a pleasure to be chatting to uh, Wayne from Scarlet Rebels. Wayne, how are you doing? Hi, Steve. I'm not too bad. How are you? I am not too bad at all, mate. Not too bad at all. Thanks for taking the time out to uh, to chat. Uh, so, no, thanks for having me on. Hey, no, no problem at all. So, uh, uh, straight into it, no messing. I have been fortunate to have a preview copy of the album See Through Blue, and I've had it for a while. Mm-hmm. What a, a powerful, emotional album. People often say that music has that emotional connectivity, but not just musically, but lyrically as well. This album uh, has the ability to connect on so many levels. I've got to say, it's a stonking album, mate. Oh, thank you. That's really kind of you. Thank you. I appreciate it massively. It didn't, I didn't start out to write, uh, you know, well, I'll rephrase that. I just basically started writing songs during, um, you know, a period of time where everything was like really, really rubbish, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, it, so I started writing the album in about September 20, 2020. Yeah. So it come in, in we were going into the second phase of the heavy lockdowns. Um I, I just generally so I started writing coming up with the um um the ideas and towards the end of the year when I was so we, we were we started recording the album in like uh, October and it went through until the end of December and by the by the the start of December I needed to firm my lyrics up so yeah. And I was just watching everything that was going on, you know. And I, I was just, I was, you know, I was just angry. I was just angry at what I was seeing, what I was hearing, what I was reading. You know, the fact that, um, you know, you had people, uh, you know, I, I, I remember I was watching like um, um, an interview with a, a championship footballer. I wasn't even a Premier League footballer. Yeah. And he was paying for, um, you know, personal protection uh, gear, PPE, uh, for like, um, I think he um, he was playing for Blackburn at the time, possibly. Yeah. And they were, there was a few footballers who put their money together to pay in order to have the, the care homes and, and uh, hospitals to have this PPE because the government weren't giving it to them. Yeah. And uh, I was reading things like, you know, people were, that did were in that kind of line, line of business were offering their services and you know it was being ignored. Yeah. All the while, you know, the government are setting new companies, or not the government, but people who know people who were in the government setting these companies up and then getting awarded these massive contracts yeah. to provide something that they've never done before. Yeah. And you know, that's proven, you know, that I could I could have written the album two days ago because it is that relevant that everything that we've kind of randomly said on the album, which was recorded in th- at the end of 2020, is still probably even more so relevant now. Yeah. Um, and you know, you had the um, the uh, Houses of Commons and Parliament voting against feeding children whilst they were um, you know providing school meals, their school meals because they weren't in school. Yeah. 
I, I just can't get my head around what kind of people would do. And, you know, and then you've got like Jacob Rees-Mogg saying things like, oh, you know, the sound of food banks are life-affirming. And I'm just like, have you ever been in a food bank before? Like, yeah. what? It's, it's, so that whole thing just seeped into me. And I think when I was writing, um, I was kind of like stopping myself at times going, this is really pointed and you might get into a bit of, you know. But then I just thought, you know what? It's got to, somebody's got to say it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that's where it came from. It was just, I think when um, the um, we had two options for the album. Yeah. So the first option, which was my preferred album, was to go with the political stance and, and call it See Through Blue and make it pointed and, yes. and as obvious as we can, that, yeah. you know, or perhaps not use the more uh, political songs in there and go on down a different path. Um so we all spoke about it, and when we uh, spoke with you, Rick, as well, they were like really keen um, because you know we shot the album around, and they were like, "Look, you know, this is what this is the way, the way that you need to go with it." Yeah, uh, which is what we wanted to do, really. So certainly, what I wanted to do, and um, so yeah, it, it is a political point. It is, you know, some of the songs, like from um, it, it doesn't sound like Rage Against the Machine. You know, we're not like it doesn't sound as angry as that. But yeah. The, the lyrics lyrically it's very pointed and yes. um like i said it's just so relevant it's 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 baffled me how more relevant it is now than it was when i first when we first recorded it yeah so, yeah i think probably you know. part of that is because we're actually seeing you know some of those early suspicions sort of come to the fore more evidence being uh sort of articulated through a journalistic sort of investigation and and then seeing the impact of that and, and it's quite a point for me my wife works for the nhs uh, and she's worked all the way through uh the last two years we'll say i'm not going to say the c word but she's worked through the last two years uh and as an aside uh, uh, and my, this is not my day job. Whoa, really? Uh, this is not my, my day job. I, I actually work in uh, children's services for local authority for the council, uh, and I commission and develop projects and build school places for kids with special needs, uh, for kids with okay. uh, special education needs and disabilities. Uh, and the last sort of two years have been a sort of had a, a significant impact. We've both worked through all the way through. Fortunate in one sense that we didn't have to suffer the impact of being furloughed, because some people have found it extremely difficult uh, oh yeah, yeah yeah without a shadow of a doubt but to bring it back to the album that was just sort of like a 30 second snapshot for my background why it actually means so much to me but i think that album will also mean a lot to so many people you, you talk that it hasn't got the anger of rage against the machine i think from a musical perspective i wouldn't have expected that from you guys anyway but there are some no, elements no, no. around a bit of a i mean it's uh, i think you've just released uh, these days uh, as the video and that has a bit of that sort of, um, and I'm, I don't like pigeonholing, but it's sort of reminiscent of like that Springsteenish grit, uh, that real sort of fervor, that reality, that sort of working class and understanding of the impact uh, are, are, are at certain levels in society that you've just mentioned a couple of people there, including Reese Mogg, that are so out of touch with reality. Uh, it, it, it's it's incredible. Uh, and I think that mm, you, yeah. you've captured that, you know, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, you know, we are, you know, the whole, we're all, you know, we, you know, the band, we are working class, I'm working class, you know, yeah. I, I, you know, and that's what it is. And you see, you know, I, I don't know, it, it just gets me to the point of, I get so angry about it, that I, <laughs> yeah. you know, it just makes me, um, so yeah, it was all directed into, 
you know, into the songs like these days and, um, you know, and that kind of thing. So, yeah, I, I'm glad, I'm, you know, I, everybody that I've spoken to since we've been doing um, these kind of, um, these interviews is, I've all said pretty much the same thing. And, you know, it's nice that it's actually starting to, you know, because we've been sat in it for for a while. Yeah, and, um, yeah. It's nice. It's nice that you know the the, the point of it was because I think like it's it's hard because obviously we release the pre order like in the summer and we release one song off the album and there's this big picture of Boris Johnson being depicted as a demon and uh, you know there's one song and then like you know they're like is this meant to be political or not but then yeah. as those pieces are falling into place people can see well actually it is you know you've got to you've got to take the album as a whole yes. to appreciate what it is that I was trying to say so. Yeah, no, it's um, it's good. I'm I'm glad that it does resonate because it means you know that because it resonates for me as well. Like, do you know what I mean? It's um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you mentioned there about yeah. you know sort of uh, when it takes uh, other sort of professionals, footballers, sportsmen, and other people from different walks of life to actually go out and raise funds because governments either a they're they're not in a position to do that and they choose not to and I and I made notes of some of the looks obviously like through see through blue gaslight a whole nation to push a contract through. Uh, and it's those sort of that those elements of lyrics, and then again, like these days, since when uh, did taking a knee cause humanity to lose everything? And those are real poignant uh, sort of uh, uh, lyrics that sort of, uh, unfortunately, they are relevant today. Is probably the way, as you say, when when you wrote them. Uh, and I think that's just sort of a, a diamond indictment of where we are. But we could do it, we could end up going on a sort of a full political rant for the for the next half hour. Yeah, but but again, you know, it is it's it's sort of a, a political sort of uh, weighted uh, album. But uh, as I sort of said, it's really sort of talking about it from an int- um, intro perspective is that. Uh, you know, music is emotive and it captures emotions. You can hear a tune and you can text you back to when you were 14, 15, 16. But equally, the the lyrics are that as well and really poignant. We've just touched on the lyrics there, musically then. Uh, uh, so tell us a little bit about that sort of the process and how you were able to think, actually, you're not going to write a really sort of, there's some serious riffage on it, but you didn't want to turn it into uh, heavy lyrics with heavier music. How did, you know, do you know what I mean? how did you stop yourself? How did you refrain? Yeah, so I, it, again, because of the way that things were, you know, we were on we were on a, a time scale as well, so we needed right, to, right. to record, to record, so... We we didn't have the chance to uh, get together in a rehearsal room because everything was closed. Yeah, you know, in order to knock knock the the, the basis and, and the structures of the songs out. So we had uh, this deadline that wasn't moving. I booked studio time, which wasn't moving, and all the way along, we, I was like, you know, we we have to come up with material. You know, so I started to write some songs. So I think I you know I wrote myself. I wrote something like seven or eight. And then uh, our guitarist Chris. So what I said to the to the we've got two people who write songs in yeah. the um, three of us write songs in the bands with myself, Josh and Chris. Yeah. The other two guitarists. And I basically said to them, this uh, if you go into the studio on this day, you knock down, you basically record all the ideas you've got as one uh, guide composition of yeah. just a guitar or piano or whatever it is. Uh, so they both went in on these separate days. They put like their ideas down. So I had. Um, no idea what you know what that was going to be. We, I then, uh, and then we built the, the, the tracks up from there. So, you know, uh, they were using working titles that I was using to form um, ideas about what I, where I was going to take it lyrically and stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah. um, 
so yeah you know it, it was a totally different way of working but it, it worked really well and um yeah you know like i said I, I, the lyrics i was writing all pretty much at the same time and like i said it all seeped into you know all the things that were going through my mind just seeping into each other and stuff yeah. like that so it's it, it kind of just it just blends well yeah but um yeah like i say you know we sound like um you know like a like a pretty much like a classic rock band that's yes. just got you know a bit of social commentary going through the album so just a bit uh, yeah which is, yeah 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 <laughs> well i love it i absolutely love it and, and again both from a lyrical perspective and a musical perspective uh you've released sort of four or five singles already that have been out either single releases or, or videos uh but you've got a track on there called i can sleep now and i just wonder uh, a, a wonderful song as well seriously and i just wonder if you can sort of tell us obviously not a lot of people have probably had the chance to hear it because it's not out yet but just if you could sort of talk a little bit about that particular about that particular track yeah um i, I think it's 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 one of the best songs that i've written i think to be honest with you it probably is in right. my opinion the best song that right. i've ever written so um so it came about from it was a weird one because we were in the middle of recording the album and there was something about it that I was just like, I was just like, there's something missing off of the album that, that just, you know, that needs to be put in there. And um, I was watching Afterlife. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the show with Ricky Gervais. Yes. The I've not watched the third series yet. Yeah. I've not watched the new series yet. I'm yeah, going to binge it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in, in, in the series, the second series, there's a scene in it, and apologies to anybody that might not have seen it, that would get spoilers. But obviously, um, it's about Ricky Gervais. He loses his wife through cancer, and uh, he spends a lot of that of the time um, grieving. And there's a scene in it where he's watching um, a scene that she's recorded, knowing she's on the verge of passing away through cancer. Uh, and he's got it either on his laptop or on an iPad or something. And he's watching this a scene of his wife in hospital. Yeah. And she says something to him like, come on, say it to me. So then he, it cuts back to Ricky Gervais as in, you know, watching his iPad. And then yeah. he just says to her, I, I love you or something like that. And um, then she says back to him, I can sleep now. So I was watching it and I, I just thought that's really poignant. I like, just like the phrasing. So I made a note of it in my phone yeah. and then watched the rest of the thing, went to bed. And then I, I was, the boys were packing down the drums. We were on the verge of finishing the drums. So I tried to make myself look busy in the control room so that I didn't have to get involved in lifting and shifting all the heavy stuff. <laughs> as you do. And uh, yeah, as you do, yeah. So I picked this, uh, I was just messing around with the guitar and I just started to play the opening, the opening riff of the song. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I, I, I came up with, with that riff and I thought, I like that. And then, I went home. So I basically said, right, boys, I've got one last idea. I'm going to go and work on this now. So I went home and I wrote the song then and then from uh, that riff using the, um, the, the, the the title of the song. So it's basically a reflection of things that I've been through the past two years yeah. and people that I know that have been through. Um, yeah, so it's a very heart on sleeve thing, uh, yeah. personal song to myself. Um, and I, Again, it was one of those I was thinking, can I say this? Can I be, you know, and I thought it's the best art, you know, the best art is when people are in, you know, are feeling these, you know, either, you know, very low feelings, blah, 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 blah. And yeah. when things turn to like they have done with the, with the, with the pandemic and stuff. Yeah. And um, 
and yeah, and it just came from there. So, um, it, like I said, it's it was um, yeah, it's one of the it's, it's one of my favorite songs I've ever written. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Is that sometimes sort of uh, difficult to sort of let that go in sense of you, you really point out there, like you say, it's a heart on a sleeve. Uh, and and often, as you say, the best songs come from either the real lows or potentially the real highs. Uh, but it, mm-hmm. as, as an artist, I suppose that's the, that's the art form, isn't it, really, about sort of being a, a, a lyricist, uh, a songwriter, that you, you, you know, you've found that sort of, uh, you've found that part of you that's happy to really open yourself up and then expose yourself in the sense of musically, lyrically and emotionally to the audience. Yeah, I think so. Like we did um, uh, our first album in 2019 was really saying there's a song called Heal on there. And um, yeah, that really resonated with people, you know, but it was funny because people would speak to me about it and it would mean different things to them. So yeah. obviously I'd written it and I knew in my mind what it was about. Um, but yeah, people would like thank me for it and say, you know, that that song's helped me through this, that, and then, like, we, you know, we've not, we're not, uh, you know, a household name. We're not sold X amount of them, uh, you know, uh, records and stuff like that. And but even if you know it helps one person, I kind of thought, you know, that's it's something. You know what I mean? It's it's done. It's it's done its purpose. Yeah. And I think I did a little bit of that on there, and that was, I think, that is what I felt was missing. I just felt that that. I'd written uh, another song called uh, Leave a Light On, which is a bit of a, an acoustic ramble. Yes, um, yeah. Again, go, going through my, um, you know, basically kind of that is about the fact that I've, because I've been in the band so long and it takes it takes a massive toll on your relationships with friends and, and, and girlfriends and stuff like that. And that, you know, it's, it's hard people, it's for people to put up with, you know, somebody who's away a lot of the time to yeah. go away you know, basically chasing the dreams of a boy when you you know when you've got the responsibilities of a man. Yeah. So that is what that was about. But there was a, something I, I was just like, it wasn't um, emotive enough, maybe. And then when I wrote "I Can Sleep Now," it was like, yes, it's just got that. It's got it's got like a really good middle eight, and then the guitar solo that comes in after the middle eight just totally mirrors, I think, the emotion that I was feeling when yeah. I was doing the vocals and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it just balanced it perfectly. And I was like, I think this is the best thing that we've ever done. And you're not the first person to say it. I think there's a few reviews that have said it as well. So, uh, so yeah. But I, I, like I say, I just think that just opening yourself up, being brave enough to open yourself up, lends to, you know, it'll mean different things to different people. Yeah. And if that helps, then, you know, yeah, it's amazing, you know. And it's cathartic for me as well, you know, because I know what it's about. And then every time I perform that, it'll give me the opportunity to, to wear those demons, you know, and it'll mean something different to me, like it'll mean to somebody, something different to somebody in the audience. Yeah, or, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, yeah. I, if I can just pick up on something that you just said, uh, and that is that you're not a household name. However, you know, sort of tracking you a bit on socials, uh, you know, a, a band from Glenethley, uh, potentially top 40 uh, chart entry in the uh, uh, National UK charts. How is, how's that looking? Yeah, we don't know. Uh, yeah, um, you got you have an idea of your pre-sales. It gives you that. So, yeah. not don't want to tempt uh, well, fate. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, you know, there's an opportunity for us to become the first band from where we're from to, to you know, for that to happen. So, if it does, it means that we've made history, um, and nobody can ever take that away from us. Which yes. is something that I'm absolutely desperate to happen. But I think it's 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 been tough because we've had. 
a lot of tours. Uh, we had the tour that we were meant to be going on with Buckcherry at the back end of last year that yep. got pulled because of yep. COVID. We were meant to be going on tour ourselves, but that's been pulled because of COVID. Yeah, it's been not, not pulled, but rescheduled. So those instances where you know you get into people's, you know, certainly with the Buckcherry tour, you know, the, the whole hope was for us to be uh, was to open up our yes. audience so that hopefully that you know uh, that audience that we get exposed to would, you know, a certain percentage of them would by the album yeah. contribute to us making you know and, and it got pulled so the fact that we're in even in with a chance is mind-blowing because people have really stepped up and um, been really kind to us and, and, and been pre-ordering uh, the album and stuff so um, so yeah but generally it's not I'm not being cagey but it, we, we know we're in with a chance but you know we are like you said we're up against we're not you know you're up against your Ed Sheeran's and Adele's and you yeah. know it's, it's, you know, they have something like a billion streams, uh, you know, or whatever. And it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. It's really tough. So, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully, um, you know, we can get where we want to be and then make that history. And then um, we can sort of take stock and then, and then move on to the next. Yeah. Um, if there's the appetite for people to have more music from us. So. Yeah, I am pretty sure that there will be once uh, they get their mitts on the album. Uh, one final question from me then, Wayne, because I'm conscious of time, is you mentioned there about the uh, unfortunate pulling of uh, the Book Cherry tour, which I was looking forward to, uh, both for yourselves and for Book yeah. Cherry, but rescheduling your tour. But just if I can just sort of touch on uh, the, the aspect of um, inviting attendees to bring food to, for the food banks, is that something that you're going to still continue with the rescheduled dates as well? Are you gonna, still going to do that? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So, I mean, that again. So, I think you know our idea was that we were you know, when you know we'd released the album with the artwork and stuff. We were hoping that people would sort of sit up and take notice and go, "Oh, these guys are calling Boris Johnson out, etc." Yeah. But he, he he's like, yeah, as we are watching right now, he is literally like the Teflon dog. Oh just, God! People, That's... you know, he just you can't nail anything. He's like nailing jelly to a wall. So, um. Yeah, so what we find in the song these days, which mentions, um, you know, uh, I can't remember what the line is about feeding, you know, when the government didn't feed their kids. So yeah. we just thought, well, do you know what? We, rather than trying to be negative and, and you know, and basically call in a spade a spade because, you know, we just think he's, you know, useless and rotten yeah. and corrupt to the core. Absolutely. We thought rather than being negative, let's, let's be positive and say, okay, well, we'll, Trial running at a gig. We, did, we had a gig in Cardiff and we said, look, we're going to be doing food bank donations. So if you can bring an item of food along uh, and then we'll donate it on your behalf to, to a local food bank. Yeah. And um, we didn't have, we pretty much didn't have room in the van on the way home. So, so that was, so, so we, yeah, so, so what we did, we just said, right, let's just do it everywhere. So what we've, what we've been doing is, so we've been anywhere that we go, we've been sort of liaising prior to the gig to say to a local food bank, look, you know, this we're going to be taking collections um, and will you be able to come and pick it up? Or, you know, so that's what's been happening, basically, is we've been, and all we are is just a lightning rod for everybody else showing their, you know, um, showing their, um, how, uh, you know, generous they are. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and the rock community is, a, you know, it is a massively inclusive community. Everybody's really cool and, so yeah, it's been mind blowing. But all we've done is just been the lightning rod for it uh, yeah. and enabled people to, you know. So 
I get it because it's hard. You know, people are working, you know, they don't have the time to go to food banks and stuff. So we've just been going like, if you come to the gig, you can contribute here and we'll, yeah. you know, we'll be that sort of uh, liaison point so that, you know, you can do some good. So we're helping people who are helping as well, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been, um, it's been phenomenal. And, um, and it does help, you know, it's, yeah. we like, we've been to some of these places and it's, you know, you're not talking about people who aren't, you know, aren't working and, and whatever. It's just that the way that things have gone with everything with Brexit and everything, it's just like people are on the breadline and they're working every sort of God forsaken hour that, you know, that, that they can. So we're not, you know, and that's that's the thing, you know, there's nothing heartwarming about it. You know, it's it's absolutely rubbish that they exist, but yeah. they do and that is the reality of it. So we just thought if we can help and be positive and yeah, that's what we wanted to do and I think we've had like you know people kind of saw it as like it being a really cheap publicity stunt, but it, it it generally isn't. You know, it's it's just us trying to help as much as we can, um, rather than mourn about it. You know. Yeah, so. I, I, I find I'm amazed that people would see that as a cheap publicity stunt. I think it's an absolutely uh, excellent and honourable thing to do, certainly in light of uh, of uh, the, as I say current circumstances uh, and impact on society that the last sort of uh, the last two years has. So uh, yeah, without without shadow of a doubt, absolutely uh, honourable. Uh, listen, Wayne, I, I uh, will call it there. Um, I just want to say uh, before I go, thanks very much for taking the time out to chat. The album is stunning, genuinely, it is great. Really connected with me on a personal level as well, uh, and great musically. Uh, and uh, I wish you every success with the release on January twenty eighth, uh, and uh, hopefully we'll get to see you on the uh, rescheduled dates yes mate yeah well if you um if you could make any make sure you just hit us up and we'll uh we'll, we'll have a beer and chew the fat and uh and catch up that, that sound, good to meet you man yeah that sounds like a plan mate that sounds good to me awesome thank you so much for your time steve all right, no problem at all cheers mate you take care thanks mate, cheers, mate. thanks <laughs>